the Bible declares, the psalmist says, let everything that have breath praise the Lord. And if you can, just with the fruit of your lips, begin to thank them. Come on, begin to bless them. Let nobody in this house be quiet. As a matter of fact, no clapping of hands, but just the fruit of your lips. Let the Lord begin to hear you. Father, we bless you. We honor you in this place. Come on, everybody should be saying something to them. If you love them, open up your mouth. God, we bless your name. God, you're worthy and worthy to be praised. There's none like you. Come on, let's lift this atmosphere with worship. Come on, begin to lift this atmosphere with worship. Come on, bless his name, bless his name. Father, we thank you in this place. You are worthy and worthy to be praised. God, never let us be found guilty of not giving your name praise. We thank you. We honor you in this place. Hallelujah. Well, good morning, everyone. If you don't mind, just if we could stand to our feet. I want you to take up your Bibles. Several things before I take my text. Let us, we don't just put people's name on the prayer list for any reason, but we, we put them on the prayer list so that we might intercede, not to gossip, not to talk about, but somebody say make intercession. So I, I want you to be intentional about keeping Miss Deborah Cabrera lifting in prayer. I couldn't even imagine losing my wife and we've only been married coming on 13 years. And if, if I could never imagine losing my friend, uh, my spouse of over 40 years, I couldn't imagine what she's going through. So let's keep her lifted in prayer. Amen. And also, as my wife uh, stated, Jacqueline Pinkney is back in ICU. She had to have surgery, uh, uh, emergency surgery the other day. So we want to keep her lifted in prayer. I also want to say... Uh, that um, I'm blessed to have these beautiful women in the house on this morning. Some lovely ladies from Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Amen. Can we give God a hand clap of praise for them? I know we got some of these sorority sisters in our church, but I'm grateful for your presence on this morning. Thank you for choosing to worship with us on this morning. I'm praying for our children as they return back to schools. Uh, Parents, I want you to continue to use wisdom as you guide your children. Don't let the educational system guide your children as it pertains to their safety. We want to make sure that we're doing all we can to keep our kids safe. Amen. Let's go to Genesis chapter 22. I want us to look at verse number 18. And actually, I'm going to pray over the kids before they go back to school um, at the end of service and ask God to keep and cover them. Genesis chapter 22. It's so good to see everybody in the house of the Lord. I've been on a sermon series called Whatsoever a Man Soweth. And I want to continue in that vein on tonight, on this morning, rather. Genesis chapter 22, verse 18. I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. And the Bible declares and reads as thus, in your seed, somebody say my seed, all the nations of the earth shall, somebody say shall, be blessed. Because you have obeyed my voice. I know God is talking to Abraham here, but I believe he's talking to us this morning. And let somebody make that personal in my seed. All the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. 
I want to minister from this subject, the blessings in our seeds, the blessing in our seeds. Somebody say the blessings in our seeds. I need us to understand it should be the desire of every believer that every seed we sow not only produce, watch this, but also prosper. Whenever I sow a seed, I should have an expectation on that seed not to simply produce, but it should want to prosper, prosper. Uh, And somebody may be saying why, because as we've learned throughout this series, we have no control over if our seeds will produce because every seed is promised to bear fruit. Uh, So I I have to know that as I sow, that there's this promise on my seed to produce fruit. Because Galatians 6 and 7 reminds us with these words, For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. That means, watch this, your harvest is inevitable, but your increase is not. Did y'all hear what I just said? Whenever I sow a seed, my harvest is inevitable, but my increase is not. Tell your neighbor, I need increase. In other words, will your seeds be blessed? Will the thoughts that you sow be blessed? Will the time that you sow be blessed? And will even the travail, in other words, the energy and effort we sow be blessed? Because if we can be honest, many of us have wasted our thoughts on interest. Somebody say no increase. We wasted our times on individual, individuals, somebody say no increase. I'm not in the business of wasting my thoughts on interests, wasting my thoughts on individuals, and watch this, wasting our travail on investments, and somebody say no increase. We've sown seeds with no success. I don't have time to be sowing seeds into the interests of things, into the individuals of people, into investments, and have no success. And this is why our desire must be for every seed we sow to produce success. And the reason why this is so significant is because, watch this, our seeds are limited to supply and seasons. Somebody say supply. Supply. And somebody say seasons. I can't be around here just wasting the seeds I sow. And somebody may be saying, what do I mean? It is God who determines if we will have supply. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10. And it is God who determines the season in which our seeds will prosper. So hear this. Many of us have sown seeds out of season. And we wonder why they did not prosper. Because God controls the seasons of my prosperity. Y'all hear that? And not only that, I've got to be careful about sowing certain seeds because God is the one who gives me supply. So if I waste the seed, I might waste my supply. So I can't just be, I know sometimes you feel convicted in your heart to sow into the lives of people, but you've got to be careful. Tell you, maybe you got to be careful because my seeds are limited to supply and seasons. Uh, We can't afford to lose our seeds because our seeds are limited. Oh, that's good news to me. And I believe the the sad reality concerning the seeds of believers is that much of what we sown was buried. Uh, In other words, dead rather than blessed. Because I believe the degree of our reward in our seeds is dependent upon the revelation we have concerning our seeds. Uh, the, 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 The degree of reward that I will receive from what I sow is dependent upon my revelation concerning my seeds. And watch this. This is why Hosea 4 and 6 declares, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And where there is no knowledge, not only do God's people perish, but our seeds do as well. 
when I have no knowledge concerning my seeds, not only do I perish, but my seeds do as well. And hear this, so before we sow another seed or sow into anything, we've got to ask ourselves, what do I know about my seed? Because your level of revelation concerning your seed will determine your reward. And I believe our foundational text gives us insight concerning our seeds so that every seed we sow will produce, somebody say, increase. I want everything that I pour out into the earth realm to produce a level of increase in my life. I don't know about y'all, but I ain't got time to be wasting seeds. Uh, And although God gives this promise of a blessed seed to Abraham, I believe we're promised to be partakers of this blessing as well. Somebody might be saying, how do I know? Pastor Keith, God is talking to Abraham in his text. Well, I don't know if it's on our screen, but notice what Galatians 3.29 declares. It reminds us that if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So that means the blessing is our birthright. Somebody say it's my birthright. Uh, That means every seed we sow should produce increase because it's our inheritance. God says when I give you seed, it's intended to produce increase. Somebody say it's my inheritance. Oh, that's good news to me, yet it's determined by what we know concerning our seeds that will cause our seeds not to perish. And my prayer this morning is that we understand the blessings of our seeds so that we can be blessed by our seeds. So here's what I want to do. I just want to walk the text, y'all. I just want want us to look at verse number 18, and I want us to look at the first portion. Notice what the text says. It says, in your seed. Let's stop right there. Every seed that God gives you access to has an assignment. Did y'all hear what I just said? Every seed God gives me that I have access to has an assignment. Your seeds have an assignment. Y'all probably ain't know that. That means I should never sow carelessly. I should never sow casually. And I should never sow compulsively because there is purpose in our seeds. The first thing I need to know that on every seed, everything that God gives me in the earth that that I'm called to sow, there's purpose in it. Somebody say there's purpose in it. Oh, that's good news to me. Uh, so hear this. This is why our foundational text says in your seed. There's something in your seed. Because despite what you believe, there's destiny deposited in every seed. Watch this. That means your every desire, your every deed. And watch this. Even your every dollar has a destiny. See, y'all don't like that. That means every deed, every desire, and even every dollar I have in my pocket has a destiny. So I've got to know what's the destiny of this seed. Uh, Watch this. Yet destiny is only fulfilled when it is accompanied by the right details. Many people, watch this. Everybody has a destiny on their life. And while we're in this earthly journey, we're asking God to give me the details so that I can walk out the destiny that's been called for my life. Anytime you have destiny, tell your neighbor, I need details. Yeah, because destiny is not just going to come by happen chance. You've got to have details to walk out your destiny. And it's no different with the seeds that we sow. God says there's destiny over those seeds, so I need you to ask me, watch this, for the details. See, this is why many of us waste seeds because we don't know the details. Oh, that means we have to ensure that every desire is sown in the right place. Every deed is sown, watch this, with the right posture. 
and y'all ain't gonna like this, that every dollar is sown into the right person to ensure that those seeds, watch this, produce the right destiny. And here lies one of the reasons why many seeds produce the fruit of death, death and not destiny, because we sow seeds void of knowing their purpose. Ah, y'all got to stay with me because I don't know if y'all feeling me this morning. Notice what the amplified version of 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 7 says. I believe it's on our screen. The Bible says, let each one give. Notice what the text says, thoughtfully and with purpose. Somebody say purpose. Just as he has decided in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Because when your seeds fail to fulfill their purpose, your seeds fail to prosper. Whenever my seeds fail to fulfill purpose, watch this, they'll never prosper. So I've got to know, God, what is the destiny on this, what you want me to sow? I need the details. I need to make sure that I sow these deeds in the right place. Because y'all know you can have good intentions in your heart and have good deeds. And God says that one the right place to sow them. I've got to make sure that these desires are sown with the right posture. I know that these are the desires of your heart, but is your posture in the right place? And I've got to make sure that I sow these, watch this, seeds into the right person. Many times, listen, I done drove past folk that standing outside with their babies in the hot sun, and I knew that my seeds were not attached to their destiny. Y'all don't like that this morning, but I'm going to tell you why. Here's a word of wisdom. Notice this. Before I sow any seed, I've got to ask the Lord, what's the purpose on and in this seed? Okay? So here's a word of wisdom. That means every need is not attached to our seeds. See, that should help somebody. Because just because you have a need does not mean that I'm obligated to sow my seed. Oh, that's going to help somebody. Your mama might be calling you with a need, but my seed may not be attached to your need. I know your best friend may be calling you with a need. Because watch this, many of us get in the way of God and the destiny on their life. Because we sowed seeds that were not attached to their needs. Oh, that's going to help keep somebody money in their pocket. Woo! So hear this. Just because you're in debt doesn't mean I need to sow into you. Just because you have a dream does not mean I need to sow into you. Just because you're de- depressed, downcast, and out and, and down and out does not mean I need to sow into you. Because my seed has purpose, and its purpose ain't always attached to your problems. Ooh, now that's good for me. Listen, for folk who have a giving heart, you've got to catch this because you will burn yourself out. And I'm not always talking about money. Many times I've drawn hours to help somebody and I realized I sold, watch this, in vain. Because their need was never attached to my seed. And we get so, and many of us with loving hearts and giving hearts, we burn ourselves out, we get ourselves in trouble. And watch this, the enemy uses this. Because the time that comes around where God really needs me to sow my time and my effort into somebody else, I'm so burnt out that I do not do it. So now the purpose that was on that seed, watch this, fails to prosper. Oh, that's dangerous, y'all. Somebody say that's dangerous. And here's the sad reality. People like to get mad when you don't sow into their need. But the next time they don't, they uh, tell them, don't get mad at me. Get mad at the mandate of God on my seed. 
I've prayed about that thing and I had my seed ain't attached to your need. I, I done labored and asked God and he told me that my seed was not attached to your need. Because every seed, watch this, somebody shout this, has purpose. That helped me, y'all, because I love to help all kind of folk. And God had to tell me, no, you're not called to help everybody. Your seeds are not attached to everybody's need. So I'm very, because I realize I don't, watch this, I have a limited supply. I'm not God. I don't have unlimited energy. I don't have unlimited time. I don't have unlimited resources. And people will come to you like you do. I've had, folk don't care that you done, you stressed out trying to help them. Folk don't care that you got kids of your own. Folk don't care, but watch this. Somebody say God does. So I've got to make sure that I'm intentional about praying to God. Now God, should I be taking this food over there? God, should I be counseling them? God, should I be encouraging them? God, should I be doing all of that? Because I want to make sure that my seed prospers. Who tell you neighbor I need my seed to prosper. So watch this. Notice what Ecclesiastes 3.17 declares. It says, for there is a time for every purpose and for every work. Somebody say that includes sowing. That means there's a set time and a set purpose for everything, including our seeds. So this is why we must be prayerful concerning our seeds. Can you, can you go to the next slide? I want to see if it's up there. We've got to be prayerful concerning our seeds. We've got to seek the Lord for his purpose concerning our seeds. This is why we can't be so compulsive with running after and trying to chase and help people without thinking, watch this, not even just thinking about it, but asking God about it. So I've got to be prayerful. Then I've got to be patient. I've got to wait for, I know your bill due on the first, but my money don't come in like that. And my, watch this, my God don't operate like that. So I know, and they make your, they make their 911, your 911. Tell your neighbor, the devil is a lie. I've got to wait for the Lord to speak and reveal the purpose for our seeds. And watch this. Maybe God is trying to work his, um, their faith in them. And they're trying to get you to move and move. And God is trying to do something concerning their faith in God. And then I've got to watch this be purposeful about our, my seed. I've got to sow into purpose that the Lord has spoken and revealed concerning our seeds. Too many of us are playing gods in other people's lives. And you do not know you have set yourself up as an idol before men. And God is saying, I got to, before I do anything, God, is this really the purpose that you would have for me concerning them? Tell your neighbor, I want my seed to prosper. Somebody should have took that down, them notes for you. Because somebody going to call you today. Somebody say today. Because a seed sown without purpose will be a seed, watch this, without prosperity. The blessing of our seeds is that our seeds have purpose. Oh, that's good news. And we are blessed by our seeds when they are sown into purpose. Every seed has purpose. And I'm only blessed when those seeds are sown into the purpose that God has designed for that seed. Everybody say it with me. So here's the first thing I needed us to know. The blessing in our seeds is that there's purpose in our seeds. Now let's look at the next portion of the text. The Bible says that all the nations of the earth, I want us to stop right there. God gives seeds with the intention of blessing generations. 
Uh, he, he always gives us seeds with the intentions of blessing generations. Oh, that, that is good news. This is why the Lord tells Abraham in our foundational text that all the nations of the earth would be partakers of the purpose of this, of his seed. In other words, the fruit of my seed should always be far reaching. Uh, it should always extend, somebody say, beyond me. But hear this, if seeds can be a blessing to generations, then they, that also means they can be a burden to generations. This is why purpose is so significant. Because many of us think we're sowing in, um, for good reasons, but if it's not a blessing, somebody say it's a burden. And a byproduct of not sowing your seed into the purpose that was on their lives is somebody received, somebody say a burden. See, y'all don't like that. Y'all have sown burdens into people's lives. Watch what I mean. That means the habit you sow today could be a burden for another generation later. That means the hurt you sow today could be a burden for another generation later. Somebody say you better ask deadbeat dads. They sowed hurt on one day and it was a burden for another generation later. Oh, so so these habits, so these hurts and watch this, even watch this, y'all ain't gonna like this. The health decisions you sow today could be a burden for another generation later. You know what? My grandma is from the islands. Somebody say from the islands. They, they love to cook for the men of the family. They love to cook. But my grandma had to switch up how she was cooking. I know it was good. I know all the stuff she put in it. It tastes real good, y'all. But she had to know that some of those health decisions could be a burden for the generation later. So we pass this stuff on, not thinking I'm just doing good and doing right by my grandson and grandma. I love the rice and peas. I love them, I love them, I love them. But she had to change up the recipe so that it wouldn't be a burden to another generation. Somebody say later. So we've got to be careful. And she so watches with good intentions. But she had to realize there's purpose in her seeds. So hear this, uh, because what you sow today may hurt someone else tomorrow. Ooh, because there's posterity in our seeds, posterity. Uh, this is why Deuteronomy 5, 9 declares this. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and the fourth generations of those who hate me. And watch this. I know that may sound like a, str a strong word when the Lord says, hate me. But whenever you do anything that is in direct opposition to God's word, that is hate for him. So whenever I sow a seed that was not intended to go into the place that God wanted it to go, tell your neighbor, I hate God. Oh, say it. Say, I hate God. Why? Because it's in direct opposition to what he's ordained for that seed. This is why it's so critical. That God will label me and say I hate him because I did something in opposition to what he said to do. There's so many times, y'all, that I've helped people and God ain't never tell me to help them. And God labeled me as hating him. There were so many times that I sold into church stuff and thought that this was a good thing because I was helping my church and God ain't never tell me to do that. All right. And then I become labeled as hating God. Oh, tell you, neighbor, I've got to be careful. See, pastors don't like that because I'm going to mess up somebody's offering. Watch this. One word, one Hebrew word for posterity is zera, which means children or offspring. 
that means there is an offspring that will be the partaker of the seed that I offer. Ooh. So the critical question we must ask ourselves is, will the seed I offer be a burden or a blessing to another's offspring? Before you sow, you've got to ask yourself, how will this set up the offspring that is going to be a partaker of this seed that I'm offering? Y'all staying with me? So notice this, I've got to ask myself, and I believe it's on our screen, I've got to ask myself these questions. This means, watch this, oh, this is good. This means some family strongholds may not be spirits, but simply the harvest of what somebody else has sown. So that's, watch this, that's not a generational curse, that's just the consequence of a seed. So many of us are thinking that these are family strongholds, but it could have been of what somebody had sown. Oh, we've got to stop saying generational curses. It could be the consequence of a seed. So hear this. Y'all know how you can have a husband. I'm going to just talk from a a male's um, point of view. And they lack confidence. That That lack of confidence might just be as a result of a seed that was sown. Who knows what his father spoke into his life? Who knows what that family talked and said concerning him, said you'll never be nothing. And many of us want our husbands to have this sense of confidence because they're a man of God. But it could have been a seed that was sown. Watch this. This lack of, that lack of commu- communication. You keep pulling on him, pulling on him, pulling on him, want him to open up, and it could have been a seed that was sown. Whew. Listen, that lack of compassion might not be just simply who he is, but it could be a seed that had been sown. <sighs> Tell your neighbor, it could be a seed. And watch this. This is, why, this is why Deuteronomy 5.10 declares this. But showing mercy to the thousands generations, to those who love me and keep my commandments. Hear this. You, many of us got to stop trying to tackle the, um, the spirit and trace the seed. Somebody says, trace the seed. See, we don't like to put that kind of effort into the lives of individuals. But if, if my wife's going to be attached to me and she got some funny business going on, I'm going to trace the seed. And stop calling it a spirit and just trace the seed. Me and my wife has, had to have some conversations when we first got married. Because listen, y'all may think Pastor Keith got it all together. Tell your neighbor the devil is a lie. I didn't always do right by her. I didn't always talk right to her. So what we had to do, we had to sit down and somebody say trace the seed. Because much of what we see in the lives of people is not a spirit. Somebody say it's a seed. Oh, I hope that helps somebody. I hope that really helps somebody. Oh, so watch this. We must ask ourselves before we sow, how will this seed impact the generations to come? How will this deed that I'm about to sow in their lives impact them? How will this decision impact them? How will the fulfillment of this desire, I just want to do me. I know I had this baby from her, but I'm going to walk out on my responsibilities. How will that desire impact them? And many of us don't think like that. And watch this, the posterity of somebody else has found themselves in danger because of how you sowed seeds. I've got to ask those questions. How will this seed impact them? Because a disobedient seed could mean the death of a future generation. 
This is why Numbers um, 32 verse 13 declares, so the Lord anger was aroused against Israel and he made them wander in the wilderness for 40 years until somebody say all. all. Somebody say all. all. All the generation that had done evil in the sight of the Lord was gone. Therefore, our desire must be for the seeds we sow to be blessed. Because watch this. The wealth you want to see in your children will be determined by the seed you sow today. The wisdom you want to see in your offspring will be determined by the seeds you sow sow today. And the wholeness you want to see in your children and the next generation will be determined by the the seeds you sow today. I know you want to just pray. No, tell your neighbor it's about the seeds that I sow. If your children see you just spending money frivolously, I promise you it's going to be hard for them to walk in wealth. If you, if you always make foolish decisions and go back to that man who hang you up outside your head, calling you out your name, they're not going to walk in wisdom. It's going to be hard pressed. And watch this. It's going to be hard pressed for your children to walk in wholeness if your life is full of dysfunction. They're going to see that. And those seeds are going to be re- received by the future generation. All right? And watch this. Because I know there was dysfunction in my family, um, I've made sure that me and my wife don't sow that same dysfunction in the generation to come. They've got to see a level of wholeness so that they can be partakers of wholeness. And y'all be wondering why them, them teachers calling about your kids at, at the schoolhouse. Maybe what have you sold? We love to say it's everybody else. It's the TV. It's, it's this and that. No, it could be some seeds. Somebody say it could be some seeds. Because the blessing on our seeds is that there's posterity in our seeds. So here's, I'm almost out your way and I'm going to be done. The last portion of the text says, shall be blessed. Here's the good news. Provision should be the continual portion of the believer as a result of the seeds we sow. This is why the next portion of our foundational text says, shall be. Somebody shout, shall be. Because provision is promised to the sower. That means the believer should never sow with the fear of lack. The believer should never sow with the fear of loss. And the believer should never sow with the fear of being left out. Because there's provision in our seeds. Ooh, that's good news. This is why David could declare with confidence in Psalm 37, 25, For I've been young and now I'm old. Yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed begging for bread. But I need need us to notice something about what David says. This provision is reserved for the righteous and those that are in relationship with God. That means your seed is only blessed when it is sown in accordance to God's word and by God's will. Somebody say his direction. So although we may not like this, if we sow a seed that does not produce our provision, then we may need to question our righteousness or our relationship with God. If I sow a seed, and I think I'm, oh, I'm just walking with God. I, I just know that God is with me. And I never see a level of provision afterwards. I need to question my righteousness. And I need to question if I'm really in relationship with God. Because watch this. I will, if I'm, if I'm really walking in righteousness, every seed that I, I sow will be signified um, by a level of righteousness. It will produce righteousness. And if I'm really in relationship with God, whatever seed I sow, God would have directed me to sow that seed. Y'all stand with me. Somebody say righteousness. And somebody say relationship. Oh, because either your seed was not sown in righteousness or your sowing was not directed by your relationship with God. Because provision, watch this, should be the continual portion of every sower. 
Notice what 2 Corinthians 9.10 declares. The Bible says he provides seed for the sower. That means a blessed sower has perpetual seeds and perpetual supply. Somebody asked me this the other day. I'm pastoring. I, I, I'm, 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 I have a high-level position at my job. I've got a family with two young, rambunctious two little kids. And people keep asking me, how do you do all that you do? And the only thing that I can tell them is because of God's grace on my life. In other words, God continually gives me seed and supply. So, so I, I'm not wasting anything because God says your, your, your seeds and your sowing have been in righteousness and they've been directed by relationship with me. So I'm going to give you continual supply for what I've directed you to do. And the people that burn out in the race and burn out in their sowing and giving are people who are not directed. Watch this. Sowing righteousness are directed by his relationship because God will always somebody say, give me supply. Oh, that's good news. I always have perpetual succeed and I will never lack supply. And this is why Genesis 8.22 reminds us that as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest will not cease. So neither should our supply. Somebody say provision. Therefore, our lack of supply is determined by the condition of our seeds. Because the blessing in our seeds is that there is provision in our seeds. God will always give me supply. You can be a giver. You can be somebody that helps people all the time. That can be the gift upon your life. And God will always replenish you. They that wait upon the Lord, the Lord will renew your strength. Somebody say, he'll give me supply. I always want to be in a position where I always have a level of provision. There should never be a believer. Watch this. Because you've been given gifts. You've been given gifts. Some of us have been given the gift to pray. Some of us have been given the gift of helps. Some of us have been given the gifts of administration. So even in my gift, God should always renew my strength so that that gift is always accessible to another believer. And whenever I find myself that my gift is not accessible to another believer, somebody say, I need to question my righteousness. And I need to question my relationship. Uh, that, that should be some self-introspection, y'all, because that's going to help a lot of us that say we burnt out. That's going to help a lot of us that say, I'm just doing too much. Maybe you're not sowing your seeds in the right places. You're not allowing your relationship with God to direct where you're sowing your seeds. Amen. So hear this. I'm done this morning. Blessings should be the byproduct of every seed we sow. The harvest that is inevitable for every seed we sow should help us and not harm us because it's God's intentions that our seeds are blessed. If God gives it to me, he wants it to be blessed. And tell your neighbor, there's a blessing in every seed. But hear this, it's up to you for that blessing to be received by you. Somebody say it's up to me. So there should never be remorse, never be resentment, never be regret from what we reap as a result of the seeds we sow. Yet how many believers, somebody say how many? How many many do we know that have been remorseful, resentful, and even regretted what they've sown? Because, and I want you to understand that these are signs that their seeds were not blessed. Therefore, we must be mindful that there are blessings in our seed. 
And as as the Lord did for Abraham, according to his seed, in like manner the Lord desires to do for us. He wants to bless our seeds. There's purpose in our seeds. Somebody say purpose. There's posterity in our seeds. Somebody say posterity. And there's provision in our seeds. Somebody shout provision. But I believe that blessing in our seeds are subject to an even greater standard. Consider why the Lord Abraham told, um, told him that his seeds would be blessed in the latter portion of our foundational text. The text says, because you have obeyed my voice. That means the blessings in our seeds are dependent upon God being pleased with what we sow. Does the Lord find what we sow pleasing in his sight? This is why I stated earlier that we can't afford to sow our seeds carelessly, casually, or even so compulsively. Because watch this. Because the Lord needs to be pleased with our seeds. So here's what I'm telling y'all this morning. We got to plant our seeds and ask the Lord to be pleased. Even when we know that this is God's will, we've got to ask God as I plant, Lord, be pleased with this seed. As I I plant my seeds, I've got to pray and ask God whatever's made manifest from this seed. Somebody say, be pleased. And watch this, as I wait in patience, wait patiently for this seed to manifest and a harvest to be produced, I've got to ask God to be pleased with this seed. How many of us have sold stuff and not been prayerful? How many of us have sold stuff and not been patient and asked God to be pleased with our seeds? How many of us have done that? How many of us have planted a seed not because of what God said, but because of what somebody said on this pulpit? And we've got to make sure that, God, if I'm going to do it, you need to be pleased with it. Because watch this, and I'm going to talk about this on next week as I close out this series. The Bible says that he gives the increase. So it does not matter if your pastor is pleased with your seed. Because he can't give the increase. It does not matter if your mama is pleased with the seed because she cannot give the increase. It does not matter if your best friend was pleased with the seed because she cannot give the increase. And many of us sow not with the expectation of pleasing him, but of pleasing people. And we wonder why we found no prosperity in our seeds. Tell your neighbor it didn't please him. Let us stand to our feet. Father, we bless you. We honor you in this place. We thank you, God, that your word declares, God, that you give seed. So, God, each of us have a a limited supply. And, God, we pray now, God, that we can be good stewards of that supply. And, God, we also know, God, that you said in Genesis 8, 22, that as long as the earth remains, there'll be seed time and harvest. That means there's a season for harvest. So, God, our season is limited as well. Let us not just casually sow, God. Let us not just compulsively sow, God. Let us not just carelessly sow, God. But, God, help us be intentional about how we sow. We thank you, God, for there's purpose in our seeds. I thank you, God, that there's destiny on the supply, God, that you've given each of us as believers. God, our prayer, God, is that every seed we sow fulfills destiny. The purpose on that seed, God, calls it to be fulfilled. God, every uh, level of time, God, that we sow, God, calls the harvest, God, and the destiny on that time, God, to be fulfilled. 
God, every talent we sow, God, cause it, God, the purpose, God, to be fulfilled. And God, even in travail, when we labor with folk, when we have spent our energy and effort on folk, God, we pray, God, that that labor and that travail, the purpose on it, God, shall be fulfilled. God, we can't wait, waste the destiny, our purpose, God, on the seeds that you've given us, for they're limited, God. And God, we thank you, God, that there's posterity on our seeds. God, let us not just think about ourselves. God, there's a generation, God, that will be partakers of the seeds that we offer. God, there's a son, there's a daughter. There's a young man, there's a young woman. God, there's a future generation. God, that will be the partaker of our seeds. They're, they're watching us, God. They're watching how we sow. And they're gaining wisdom as to how we sow. Let that wisdom not be foolish, God. But it, let it be one that glorifies your name. For there's a posterity that's dependent upon our seed. Let that generation not die because of how we sow. And God, we thank you that there's provision in our seeds. God, you said, God, that you'll give seed to the sower. God, never let us lack with the gifts that you've given us. God, for those of us that are intercessors, God, let us not get tired of praying. God, for those of us, God, that are givers, God, let us not get tired of giving. God, for those of us that are encouragers, God, let us not be tired of encouraging. But God, give us continual supply. God, somebody needs access to our gift. But God, if we waste it, God, our gifts will be in vain. Help us, God, we pray. And God, we pray, God, that we'll stop pleasing people. God, we'll pray, God, that we stop pleasing people. God, many in this house, God, have pleased people, God, with what we've sown giving no thought God if it pleased you I know it looked good to give them that money but did it please you I know it looked good to take their children in for a season but did it please you I know it looked good God to pay that bill for them but did it please you God help us to please you God let us be prayerful let us be purposeful God let us be patient because, God, we want to please you. Help us to please you, God, with our sowing, God, we pray. We love you, we adore you. And, God, I ask now, God, that you forgive us for every seed wasted. Somebody say, forgive us. Forgive us, God, for every seed wasted. And, God, we thank you, God, that your word declares that you're faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. For these hearts now, God, that are convicted and remorseful because of what we saw. Thank you for your forgiveness, we pray. We love you, we adore you. And everyone who believe God, give God a hand clap of praise.